Well then, here we are. Good evening, Mr. Matt Awkward. Hello, Mr. Tristan. This is uh, this is our our first episode of a new a new era. Yes, episode one hundred and one. My God, it's about time we get down to brass tacks and Oof. talk about a new movie. Ooh, it is indeed about time, uh, <laughs> man. This is a movie that I had never seen before. Believe it or not. Oh, seriously? Yeah, never saw this movie. Oh, it's been a and this for a while. is. Maybe the only Amityville movie I haven't seen. I've seen. I think I've seen every other one other than this, and I hate every Amityville. You were movie. doing it way wrong, with the exception <laughs> of Part Two. And then I saw this, and I was like, "This is clearly the best Amityville movie." Yeah, clearly. And Dollhouse is cool. A Dollhouse was cool. I yeah. think we watched Dollhouse once. I liked Dollhouse. <laughs> I, I like Dollhouse. Okay, but man, now so I guess I don't hate all of them. I. I just find them all so usually so bleak and like sad and it's like all about spousal abuse and like yeah. it just gets into all these dark areas that are too real for me to enjoy gotcha. and yep, this I thing is not in any of that <laughs> no. <is>. there's <laughs> there's no semblance of reality in this this pile of nonsense and if it gets it too wonderful. dark for you here's a happy ending there's there is a happy ending <laughs> I mean, honestly, I this movie rules. Yeah, totally. It is incredibly well directed. It is incredibly well written. It is incredibly well acted. Mm-hmm. It is like across the board, shockingly good. This is by uh, Tony Randell. Tony Randell, yes. And uh, he never. I feel this guy never gets the props that he deserves. He's he's I done. Agree. Uh, he did Children of the Night, which we covered, which I yep. love that movie. Uh, Ticks. Ticks. Uh, Hellbound. Hellraiser, Hellraiser two. Two. Yeah. yeah. He's he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, he's he's very 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 talented. He's another one of these guys. I mean, like Ted Nicolau, yep. where it's like he's he's somebody who was like uh like doing all these kind of movies when the the direct to video market was there, and then you know he just kind of faded out and he start you know kind of does kids movies now and again. Yeah. Which you know, I mean, no no shame in his game. But no, I mean, I mean if they have talking dogs, I'm all about. It. Of course you are, but <laughs> I mean, it's too bad because the guy is ungodly yeah. talented. I just feel his name never comes up when everybody's talking no. about favorite horror directors. How Nobody's, is that possible? Yeah, it's crazy. He's made a bunch of my favorite movies. Yep. So I'm like, I actually sent him a message and I was like, dude, can you talk to us? But unfortunately, I didn't. What I should have done, like I did with uh, Ted, is lead with magazine because I led with podcast. And I was like, oh, yeah. shit, nobody in the world wants to hear about that. Uh, and so he was like, uh, ignore Maybe uh, I'll write him and lead with magazine, and then please. be like, "I felt I got sick. My buddy Tristan's gonna have to do it because I'm shy." <laughs> <laughs> lead with magazine. Yep. Motherfuckers do not want to talk to a podcast. Oh, every Joker's got a podcast. Every ding dong in the world. <laughs> uh, and uh, yes, and some of them are good. Yeah. One in every four hundred thousand <laughs> podcasts is good. Um, okay, so we'll get there one day. But uh, we exactly we'll get on that list. <laughs> Maybe episode three hundred or so. We'll we're gonna we'll be known as a good one. We'll win a potty, yeah. <laughs> which a I think potty. is which I honestly think is a real thing, <laughs> and it makes me sad that it's a real thing. Um, okay, let's talk. Speaking of potties, this movie's got some weird toilet action in it. We'll get I, there. You mentioned I mentioned this that and you before, didn't notice it, and I did not notice it. So I'm curious to see what you are talking about. Okay. All right, let's get into it. Because stay this, tuned, people. We'll this get to the toilet. Movie is packed with stuff, so there is a lot to talk about in this movie. And we're gonna unpack it just like the dad does with a clock in the beginning. Sure, just like that. <laughs> uh, okay, so we get the we get our little title sequence with the. 
it's kind of a weak one. It's got the like the pendulum yeah. swinging back and forth, and it's like all they've got. It wasn't exactly exciting, but and they blacked out the uh, the 1992 as well on the main title screen. Interesting. Yeah, they changed. T- I, I guess I didn't want to be 1992 anymore. Uh, just called this about time, but they huh? They didn't scrap that from the movie box, I guess. Oh, that's right. That's what it was called. It had 1992 in the title. Yeah, on the VHS, oh, it's yeah. 1992. I think on the re-release, it might not. Or... I think as soon as it went to DVD, they were like, let's let's make sure that this is updated for the, yep. for the new generation. <laughs> um, yeah, So and also, we get some, some serious bad uh, serif font going on here. It's like, okay, boring, boring, and then papyrus everybody's favorite font shows up but uh okay so we get an old lady with a cane walking past this gigantic fountain at burlwood estates with a giant billboard over the top advertising a new series of houses available for purchase in phase two whatever that may be um and then we see a bunch of scenes of like generic that southern california tract housing that you see uh, and it ends on one particular house that doesn't look like any of the other ones and kind of looks like a weird mishmash if you if you really squint of the Amityville house and one of those tract houses. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's like a... Uh... I, I've lost words. It's like a, like a post-modern interpretation yes, of the of, Amityville of house. The yes, Amityville yes, house. there we go. Yeah, there yeah. we go. That works. It's like if, like if Mike Brady from the Brady Bunch had, had redesigned the Amityville house. Sure. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, so, okay. Uh, we get, uh, we get a crazy windstorm going on. This, this, this lady is watching this house and she's like, there's something ominous happening. And she's like, she doesn't like it. I don't like what's going on here. <laughs> she's got these weird milky eyes. There's a crazy windstorm and Steven Macht shows up in a house in, in a taxi comes to the door and he's greeted by, a woman who's holding a two by four behind her back. No, it's well, a, I mean, a T square. In the yeah, it is a T square. It is a very fancy ornate T square. As a matter, he's got of a fact. bunch of things like that. He he has <laughs> it's a because he's an architect. Also, he's got a filthy ass wall, which is <laughs> <laughs> completely unrelated. I love how because those things were hanging on the wall, they were like, and let's make sure that it looks filthy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like where those things were touching. Um, but so we go in. We find out later that this is not his wife no. because uh, they because his wife is dead and the, the is she is oh. that is that what happened I believe so I believe his actual wife is dead I, I was wondering what happened to her I never caught a reference yeah I think I think I think that's what they said she's full housed yeah I think I, well I mean literally every sitcom in history that is that is the <laughs> that is the go to yeah. you know all the way back to like uh, you know my three my three sons and like all that whenever you needed a swinging Look, if the mom's dead we never have to hire an actress and have her appear well but also you can have a like uh, a carousel of like young hot ladies show up as like dad's getting in a date what kind of hijinks is he gonna have now (laughs) so that's a that's nice too and that's kind of what we get here Mm -hmm. um so he tells her that he got the contract and that they want a new concept for their tract housing Uh, we get some fast and furious plot stuff uh that gets out of the way really quick without really bogging down the movie it's kind of it's it's pretty well well stated um, daughter Lisa comes downstairs, um, and 
you know, if it weren't the 90s, you'd say that she was dressed like a toddler, but she's definitely dressed like Lisa Lopez. She's definitely dressed so it's a very strong contrast with her outfit later on when she Absolutely. gets evilized. Yep. Yep. So she's she's in full on like Oshkosh Bagosh overalls yeah, or something. That's terrible. It is well, floral print overall shorts not, and a yellow shirt. It's not great, but I definitely remember in the '90s dating someone who dressed like that because maybe was, it was her. I I don't believe so, but uh, I mean it was I said maybe it was definitely a thing. That was like when TLC was a thing. Yep. That look was a thing. Um, so all right, we also see the kid. Rusty, the the son. And he's wearing a skull crusher (laughs) eat it shirt. I love that so much. Is is that just made for this movie? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And I looked it up but I couldn't find any skull crusher. Believe me when I'm when I say I'm looking into it. Okay. (laughs) I'm looking into it. I want to wear a skull crusher shirt. Okay. Yeah, we will we will see if that is a thing that we can get. Um so he looks kinda like Christian Slater in Gleaming the Cube. He's got that kind of look going for him. But of course we you know, the the film fans know him from Ghoulies, too. Of course. Of course. Uh, it's even his IMDb picture. Is it really? Yeah, it really is. It's him oh with that, that room God, with a big toxic so waste awesome. bucket. That makes me really happy. Yeah. I love it when people like movies like that. The, <laughs> or, you know, it could also just be whoever put up his shit there. But whatever. And the girl is also in uh, Encino Man. She is in yes. Encino Man. Which is a classic. She was also in Trancers 2 and 3, which ah. are classics. And she played the person who had gone down the line. So she's playing like some gruff police lieutenant. And she's like playing a 16-year-old as a gruff police lieutenant, <laughs> which was fun. Neat. I like those movies. I, you should do them. Yes, I'll need to watch them. Absolutely. Uh, okay. So uh, Dad has has brought in a clock and a big cardboard box. One of my only complaints about this movie, it did kind of bug me the way that Dad totes around this antique clock like it's about five pounds it's like have you ever picked up an antique clock they're not that heavy though are you kidding me we had one very similar to this design in my house and it was like 75 pounds oh my gosh no i've got i've got a couple antique clocks and they're probably about maybe half the size of this but they're not very heavy really interesting so maybe maybe the ones from the 1600s that are from france are from gilda ray's house yes from (laughs) gilda radner's house um (laughs) uh, okay so uh, this is this is a really uh, like when i'm talking about all the really fun parts that they threw in here Mm -hmm. this moment where he unveils the clock is a wonderful little film moment just in the writing where it's like Every character responds to the clock with a single word, and everyone's response is how they will later respond when the possession happens, which is really clever. Like, Dad is like, I like it. You know, he gets that, like, I don't know, like, creepo. Yeah. Uh, The the daughter says something like, um, oh, what was her thing? Oh, it's unique. You know, and she's kind of intrigued. Mm-hmm. So that that whole thing, and Rusty's like, it's creepy. <laughs> like, so he's the suspicious one. He stays the suspicious. But he also one throughout says, the whole... "I like it." No, Dad says, "I like it." I don't know. Rusty says it. Oh, he's it's, like, he's he like says, it's, it's ugly. It's, I like it. It's ugly. I like, like that. it. <laughs> Maybe that's it. He won't like it when he's a baby. No, he. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> okay, maybe I have two complaints about this movie. <laughs> I might have two complaints about this movie. But other than can that... Can an ending be too crazy? <laughs> yes. In fact, I believe it can. Yeah. And I think when you turn your lead actor into an infant <laughs> and then just walk him out the door and forget about it, that might be too crazy. Uh, <laughs> I got a part to bring up. We're, we're very far from that point, though. Yeah, we're so far away. Okay, so... Uh, I'm going way forward in time. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, blah, blah, blah. More of the lady seeing the lightning over the house, and she gets more spooky And she looks. gets a vision of the original Amityville house, yes. too, just in case. Uh, just a really shoehorn at home. Yeah, <laughs> except it, that was also kind of problematic because she doesn't know about the Amityville house. So she should have recognized that house the second she saw it in the book if she really did have that vision. Mm -hmm. But clearly she didn't, and that was an afterthought, which was kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, and, okay, so Jacob is uh, is talking to his ex-girlfriend who was watching the kids, and he's like, oh, come on, there's a big storm, baby. <laughs> but baby, it's cold outside. Yeah. And uh, so he finally, he convinces her, even though she's already dating someone else. For reals, dude. Yeah, he's a total scumbag. Um, oh, she too? Well, I mean, both scumbags. And not only that, she's just like, oh, okay, I'm going to sleep with you and then invite my boyfriend over to your house tomorrow. Uh, what? <laughs> I, yeah, very, very, very uh, morally bankrupt. Mm. But whatever. Where is she? Is she a teacher? They mentioned something she's like she student. needs to be at school or class. She's a or student. She teach? Okay, I didn't know if she was teaching the class or being in the class. Or... I assume she I thought she no, was no, teaching. No, she had to write a paper. She was like, oh, I have a paper due, and there's this thing. How and... old is she? She seems so too young for... Or does Stephen Mock just look old? Oh, that's a good question. I think she... I mean, she's probably in graduate school... And Maybe that's so, it, like her 12th year of college. I, could be. I mean, it could be one of those things. It would make more sense to me if he was her teacher at some point, like, and she's going to architecture school or yeah, something. Yeah, they should have been something like that. Yeah, that would have that would have helped, but definitely she's out of his league, <laughs> for reals. Yeah. Um, but either way, he scams no on way. her. No way, he's a dad from Monster Squad. No way. <laughs> he can get any chick he wants. No way. He's got his own factory where they make wool or something and shoot at rats. <laughs> what? Uh, his The main role I remember him from is Graveyard Shift. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Where he had yeah. like the world's worst main accent, and that, <laughs> that accent sticks in my head. So whenever I see him, I see him saying, college boy. <laughs> You're a college boy, ain't you? Artificial a smart, smart boy like you should know more than to go down there into the fucking forbidden zone. Oh, I got a five-minute crash course of main dialect. I'm sounding British. I'm sounding like the preacher in Dead Alive. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's so funny. I mean, I actually... I eat lobster for the Lord. <laughs> I actually liked his main accent. It was way, way over the top. Yeah. But... It's just funny I because about graveyard shit. They got Brad Dorf too, right? Sure did. I gotta watch that again. The movie's great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I have I have that stuck in my head because when mm. I worked at Portland Housing, I had a foreman who had a thick Maine accent and called me college boy. They exist outside of movies. Literally <laughs> called me college boy. Did you notice though? It's kind of it's kind of funny. Like we live in Maine, but I feel like the only time we ever see people with Maine accents is in movies where they're imitating Mainers. 
Um, I mean, yeah, you definitely hear a Maine accent here in Maine, but like, yeah, I hear the Maine accent in movies more than I hear it in real life. Oh, despite I, living in the state. I mean, living in Portland, we are kind of in a yeah. in a, an interesting little bubble. But it's, I agree. I'm I out don't... in the country in Westbrook, though. So here's <laughs> the first time I ever heard an honest to god down east accent uh-huh. that sounded like something out of a Stephen King movie. Uh, I was staying with my friend in Ellsworth, and his father was a fucking lobsterman. Ah, oh, okay. And uh, and he and all I got because you know we were teenagers. He was a punk, and his dad didn't understand him. Was a horrible domestic situation where he came home and he was like, "What? You look like some kind of a girl." And now, <laughs> you know, like one of those horrible. Yep. And, you're, and I'm like. Uh, I shouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is turning into something I might have to testify about. <laughs> so, yes. But yeah, not a lot of not a lot of those accents around there. Um Okay, yeah, so yeah, so Stephen Mock convinces his ex-girlfriend who's already dating some other dude uh to sleep with him and to have the sweatiest sex on record. Yeah. <laughs> they are disgustingly sweaty. Um and so apparently, he, after this, he tells her a story about how oh the clock was so loud in my hotel room when I had it there, and I you know I had I couldn't sleep at all, so I I feel like crap. And then the clock starts ticking louder, and the, you can hear it in the background. So, but I mean, it didn't start ticking till he took it out of the box and swung the pendulum. So was he like? Did he take it out and swung the pendulum at the hotel, and then it was just like, damn, this thing's fucking annoying. <laughs> And he was like, if only there were a way to stop it. I've got no idea how to make this stop. <laughs> it's funny because I found I found part a, of his character is that he's a moron. I yeah. Think, is part. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, my story's not interesting. Carry what? on. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was just gonna say I have a ticking clock now, and it's just like yeah, it ticks in the dining room, but like. It would be really annoying if it was in the bedroom. Absolutely. So I'm just thinking, like, this guy's like, I'm in a small, tiny hotel. Better set up a swinging pendulum clock. I should set up this clock. antique clock in my <laughs> yeah. room for some reason. Um, yeah. I had it four feet from the bed, and it just kept me up. <laughs> yeah. And now, so now we get the, uh, the like, phantasmy like, uh, sentient machine shit go on. Where oh, that the, was cool. The clock is, like, is setting itself up. It it sets up a little, po- like, a little, little. I don't know what it what almost that like part. the legs of a UFO saucer. Yeah, it's like, kind of like balancing it. Yeah, uh, it just kind of like clicks into place, and then yeah. like a drill comes out and it drills a hole in, and like it attaches itself to the. And mantle. we see Andrea coming downstairs for a glass of water or some shit, and it stops drilling when she gets close. Like it's like oh shit, somebody's there. Nothing, doing nothing. <laughs> I'm just a clock. <laughs> oh, you're gone. Cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> Cracked me up. I love it. I I love it when supernatural stuff, like it, things that don't need to make any kind of logical sense, when somebody takes the story and they're like, well, oh, and the drilling noise had to stop. And it's like, or it could have been supernatural so she wouldn't hear it. I mean, yep. it is supernatural. They can It can muffle the sound in a room. It can close a door. It doesn't need to make a noise when it drills stuff, but yeah, that's it fine. Funny. But it's fu- <laughs> it was funny, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Rusty is upstairs watching glam metal videos and playing his dope ass dragon guitar. Uh, <laughs> Too bad he doesn't play anything dope on it ever. He knows he knows G and A. Those are two great fucking rock chords, bro. <laughs> that part kind of bothered me. I wanted to see him play at least something metalish. It looked like he was trying to strum fish songs on that thing. <laughs> I agree. 
Yeah, I would have. I would have liked. He never little... played anything that sounded remotely metal. Yeah, I would have liked some Dan Diggy Diggies. Yeah. Dan Dan Diggy Diggy Dan Diggy Diggy Dan. Yeah, exactly. He didn't do anything that. Yeah. No punk rock riffs or anything. Just yeah. strumming. Yeah, big open chords. Skull Crusher would hate this kid. Skull Crusher does hate this kid. Oh man, that's so sad. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, so he sees the neighbor's dog peaches out his window and for some inexplicable reason, he's like, Oh, cool. Our leashless neighbor dog. I should go downstairs and let it in the house. Yeah. I assume. throw a pop tart at it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> okay. So also the pop tart disappears. Oh, oh, maybe that's that second dog. That's a very big unresolved mystery in this movie. Yeah, I mean, maybe it was completely decayed over time. Ooh, maybe mm. the clock ate it. Yeah, maybe it went... Oh, he fed the clock the Pop-Tart. Yep, that's the whole... That's, that's why it. all the evil started. Diabetic that, clock. That would totally make sense. <laughs> um, so so he does. He, he leads this dog into his house and... Uh, and Peaches runs in and barks at the evil clock. Um, so That dog hates that clock. You know, for good reason. <laughs> because this clock, as it turns out, is kind of evil. Mm. Um, so so uh, we have a beloved dog, adorable dog. I do like Peaches. In an Amityville movie uh, that has an antagonistic relationship with an evil piece of furniture. This isn't going to end well. Things are looking Mm. bad. Uh, So, you know, I don't hold out a lot of hope for this dog, so. But uh, Rusty turns on the light in the clock room, and it transforms momentarily into a medieval dungeon. And then vanishes and won't come back. And this is so cool. I love this visual. Absolutely. I love this concept. There's one part here that totally irks me, though. Oh, no. If, yeah, if you notice, the first time he hits that switch and it turns into that room, yeah. it takes a beat after he hits the switch. He goes, <laughs> click, then it goes, every other time, it's instant. Click, click, click. The click switches it. The oh. first click is a click, a half second pause, then it changes. Like, and that just like that... It's got to warm Maybe up, it's just man. warming Come up. On. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's, like it's tini- an analog clock, it's for God's sake. It's the tiniest sick. thing, but I never <laughs> noticed it. It's, that's always been one of my favorite parts. That, you know, that kicks off the beginning of the craziness yeah. in this movie. Where that's like, that's where you, that's the first inkling that you're like, oh, this isn't going to be your normal yeah. oh, cup of yeah. tea movie. Like, this is weird. That doesn't normally happen. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but yeah, that one little beat in the beginning. No, I agree. <sighs> it is, that is a little silly, but, uh, and it's so easily remedied just by, it's just an editing. Just a little edit. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think that was maybe just a uh, prime you for like, you know, watch. He hit the yeah. switch. Now this happens. But every yeah. other switch when he keeps chalking it is right on the beat, right on the switch. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Um, okay. Just, yeah, again, just chalk it up to warm it up. Yeah, exactly. Whole yeah. clock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, so he's like, okay, that's creepy. So he heads back to his room. He's going up the stairs. And he's stopped by a spooky shadow. Oh, it's just his dad. His dad. <laughs> but his dad has gone full fucking Jack Torrance. It's too fast. It's too fast. Yeah. Agree. He is, like, he has gone from being just like, whatever. Like, especially because I don't feel like we ever had a positive interaction between Rusty and his father. You know, to say that he's, to say that the dad is going bad for the for the viewer, we just know that he treats his son like shit from the get. Yeah. 
So well, it, the son creates a dad like shit too. Where he comes out, and he's like, "I got something. This house has been missing. Oh, what a gun wreck!" Like Rusty's very first line of dialogue is a sarcastic ribbing. Yeah, he's a fucking teenager. Yeah. I mean, but <laughs> you know, like dad is a turd. Mm-hmm. Like he's like that is like menacing. I kind of feel like this part too because he he's he's like pissed at Rusty. He's like, "What were you doing down here?" And he's like, "Nothing. I said what were you doing at? You know what I mean?" And this could have been remedied too by Rusty being like. What, why are you so mad? And the dad would be like, oh, I don't know. Sorry. That would have been... See you in the morning. That would have been awesome, honestly. So the dad would like, catch that. himself and be like, oh, yeah, why yeah. am I being like... Why am yeah. I like that? But there that isn't. He just awesome. goes, like you said, full Jack Torrance and yep. overnight. No, that's... In the middle of the night. Right. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I like that. That would have been good. Um, so the next morning, we get the uh, the kids having an uncomfortable goodbye with Andrea, who has stayed the night. Andrea. She's eating regret for breakfast. Yeah, she is. Um... <laughs> And so, and this is another thing that points to to Jacob being just a shitty dad because he hangs back, lets Andrea Andrea sorry uh, take care of the kids in the morning. What is he, he doing? Spending all his time putting jogging shoes on? That's it. He like he only shows up once the kids are gone. Yeah. He waits for the kids to leave the house and then shows up so he can ambush her and be like, "Hey, how's it going? I'm going out jogging. You see my jogging pants? I got jogging pants on and I'm jogging. I love jogging. Just a jogging guy. Yeah. Anyway, check out my digital wristwatch. It's about time you get one of these, so right? Like, you're gonna be <laughs> so here. You're gonna be here later, right? I mean, we get a bone again. You get to break up with your boyfriend, right? I mean, right, 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 right. You're bringing right. the boyfriend so we can all bone, all three of us. We'll bone together. All right, going from a jog. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yep. So sad. <laughs> But he goes out on a run, waves to all the people in the neighborhood. He comments about Peaches being Oh my gosh, being he jogs so leash. slow, too. This, this cracks me up, too, because when he's jogging, you can tell he's, like, pacing himself to right, do all the waves with the camera. Right. But then when we cut to him later on jogging by the, the Parsans pipeline or whatever it is, it's like he's trying out for the Olympic sprinting team. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's... <laughs> It's very nice. Uh, he's pacing himself. He goes. Yeah, he goes in waves. He's cross training. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Doing. That's what he's doing. He's a fit guy, man. He is. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, uh, he keeps going. His uh, he goes to this place that has a like you said, like a weird pipeline. I don't know what the hell that thing is. I love the shot though. Oh. It's beautiful. It's just, it's just a very unique thing to look at. You yeah, know, he could be absolutely. anywhere, but like you, this you see him jogging rules. through the neighborhood, you wouldn't expect him to be like with a giant mountain behind him, with a giant pipe coming down a mountain, a big he looks, vacant field. He looks A, so alone, mm-hmm. and like there's going to be no one who can help him. Yep. Which is obviously what you're looking for in a shot like this. And and B, he looks like he's in an alien landscape. Yeah. Which in a movie that you want something that's so, you know, you want something that's going to be abnormal for this. Mm-hmm. Perfect. It's abnormal, it's weird, and it's it's spooky. Yeah. And so he, he gets over the... I'm not really sure how this is staged, though. Because uh, maybe it's just my imagination, because I'm only thinking of this now. Okay. But... He's on the other side of the fence when the dog attacks. Yeah. And then he has to jump back over the fence. Nothing's wrong here. No, he oh, runs, no, no, he runs to the run, fence and stops. He's run yes. all along that pipeline. And so, yep. yeah, that's and the reverse shot. Yep. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's running and he's timing himself to get to that fence. Yep. But his watch is broken because <laughs> high technology. Gotta love it. High technology. Uh, a phrase that's been used by humans in the past. 
right? <laughs> high technology? No? Nobody? Nobody's ever used high technology? I'm going to start using it whenever my <laughs> phone or something breaks. Wow. High technology. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. I'm going to keep saying that until somebody freaking gets it. Until somebody understands. But uh, he, sees, uh, he sees Peaches and uh, Peaches' owner. Uh, she's she's holding him like an attack dog I by the collar. I love this shot too, man. She's got like she dead looks eyes. so evil. Dead eyes and the 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 windbreaker pantsuit thing she's wearing. Like it's just such a Oh, it's great. Everything about it looks evil. Yeah. Like it, even though it's like, yeah, you got that total nineties classic right. yeah, yeah. tracksuit, but your face is so pink dead. and blue, like the the real like nineties yeah. colors. And yeah, it's it's absolutely amazing. She lets the dog off the leash. It goes down, and this attack, I've seen a million movies with dog attacks. This is one of the few movies that it looked good. Yeah, well, it's, it's because Stephen Mock actually let that dog attack him. That's why. And yeah. <laughs> He's that badass. And all of the all of the wounds are real. Yes. I mean, you could see the puppet in one. There was definitely one where you could see the dog puppet, but it wasn't so bad. No. You know, it wasn't like Madhouse where you're like, this is clearly, <laughs> this is clearly a sock puppet that's attacking yeah. this person's leg. Um, and so, yeah, it looks amazing. And it is so long. Oh, yeah. And then he even gets, he, or tries to get the upper hand. He breaks right. a glass bottle and stabs a dog in the face. And the dog just gives right back just to work. Like, damn, going. okay. I thought he was going to back <laughs> off of that. But nope, back to the leg. And it's like, okay, so he's dead. Nope. Thank you. Thank you to the magic of editing. He's yeah, like, how did that end? <laughs> you got to wonder because there's got to be some sort of moment that something happens where either he passes out from the pain. Yep. And so they disappear after that. How did he get back to civilization after he was that mauled? He can barely yeah. walk. He's out in the middle of nowhere, but luckily editing just solved all of those problems and just yeah. puts us straight into the hospital. Um, yeah, it might, it might have been neat to get a resolve for that or like maybe like have somebody somebody else like walk up to him and see him like flailing on the ground with like nothing attacking him. I'd be like, Ooh. buddy, you okay? He's like, oh, what? Oh. oh. And then it cuts there like. That would have been neat if that you were like, been nice. how the hell did you get all mauled? There's nothing there. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I like that would kind of kill the the revelation that Peaches is okay in the future. But <sighs> it would still be kind of a neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it works without it. I have I have a couple problems here with this stuff, too. But, uh, but that's okay. Um, okay, so we go to the hospital. We get a laundry list of the side effects of the medications told to us by his doctor. This scene could have been chopped. <laughs> I understand why they did it. Like the idea is to be like, it has mood altering side effects <laughs> and mood swings could be an issue. One of the side effects is Jack Torrensitis <laughs> yes. is really serious. Oh, it's Jack okay. Doc. He totally had that before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had it as a kid. I think that I don't think he can get it again. <laughs> um, Common myth. This is going oh. to ramp him up big time. Well, it's bad. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> next thing you know, we're like checking the boiler and everything. <laughs> so, uh, okay. She's got, uh, she's on the hook now to swap his bandages every eight hours. She wanted to get out of his life. Seriously? And because what the hell? she shows up, the guy's like, oh, you're his wife. And she's like, no, I'm not girlfriend. I guess <laughs> whatever. Sure. Half mistress. Maybe. <sighs> I Half act- mistress slash stepmom. <laughs> Jesus. Ter- She's in a weird predicament. She's yeah, in a she, pickle. She is in a pickle. And uh, and so 
So she's like yelling at him basically the entire ride back from the This hospital. struck me so odd too, man. <laughs> She's I like, love this. Why'd you have to do this? Why'd you have to go get attacked by a dog and almost die? You asshole. Oh my god, that is such a fucking Jacob move to get mauled nearly to death yeah, by yeah. a fucking She's mad like, this dog. This is classic Jacob. Classic. <laughs> this is like the 15th time this has happened in our relationship. Okay, so they're both like completely oh, dysfunctional, yeah, awful just, people. Yeah, of course. That's why they didn't click. That's why they split up to begin with. No, that's why they should have clicked. It's too no, it's too much awful. It's, okay, that might be it. Yep. Too too much awful in one place. Yep. Um so here's here's the important thing that is later confusing, but also might be part of the plot and I might not just be seeing it that way. Mm-hmm. So they don't get any information on the dog ever because it turns out that Peaches didn't attack him. No. So an unidentified dog, an unidentified mad dog attacked him. So he should get rabies shots. And that never happens. But they know who the dog is. No, they don't. He knows who Peaches is. Except that they go later to see Peaches and Peaches didn't do it. Yeah, but he that, that's, who, that's who they said did it. But, okay, so if you're... Imagine you're in that situation. Yeah, he knows that it was Peaches. He knows that they were. She, he he said that the dog should be on the leash when he was jogging. He knows who attacked him. He does, but the people who are with him don't know that, and so they should have. You know, they should have. He probably told them that Peaches attacked him. They did, yeah. And then they went to investigate it. It turned out it wasn't Peaches because Peaches was fine. So they should have assumed at that point, oh shit, it's a different dog. We don't have any information on his rabies history. We need to get an ambulance here immediately and start rabies treatment. Just more peroxide. (laughs) Dump more hydrogen peroxide on it. Sure, why not? Okay. Much cheaper. But, But that said, a lot of this makes sense if he has rabies. You know, as well, if he's going insane because oh, he has okay. rabies, that yep. could also be part of it, uh, which is kind of cool, too. Uh, OK, so now we get this pointless scene at the high school between with the brother and sister where uh, she's all lovey dovey on some dude and he's a rebel and he's going to skip school. <laughs> this scene's funny, too. So it's like the brother's just watching his sister flirt with dude like a yeah. lot. Yeah, that was I mean, again, it is foreshadowing. Know- yeah, kind of. It is. But it's... Uh, how? It's the sister that comes on to him later Well, on. exactly. And it's I not mean, even her. It's the evil. Right. But also, there was there was that undertone where she's like, um, I've seen you looking at me. Oh, okay. And that was a scene where that did happen. True. Okay. I'll give you that. So that was a little, uh, you know, it's creepy foreshadowing, but it's foreshadowing. Yep. And, there's, and I love his... um. His long-haired friend there, too. I love that dude. I recognize him from somewhere. I don't know what he's from, but, like, this scene cracked me up, too, because he, he's just, like, he comes up, his only line is, you want to smoke? <laughs> and the kid's like, no, I quit again. And then he just puts the cigarettes in his pocket and walks away. It's like, if anybody's offering you a smoke, they're smoking. That's why they offered you to smoke, right? No. <laughs> but he's just like, oh, oh okay. That, that, Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that kid, although I know him as an actor, I swear... Like, he did not look like an actor in that scene. Like, he comes up and he's like, I, what, am I supposed to leave or do I, okay, I'm just going to fade into the background, I yeah. guess. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, he didn't, like, skip school with a kid or anything? Cause like, it, it felt like the kid thought that they were going to cut there. 
like that he was just going to do that. There was going to be a cut. Yeah. And then he didn't know what to do after the line was read. Like, okay, I guess I'll go to class. I <laughs> will improvise something. Uh, give me a location. <laughs> okay, but here you go. If you're improving and you offer somebody to smoke and they refuse, fucking still just one. take your smoke cigarette and smoke it. Cigarette. Yeah, it's yeah, so I agree. bizarre. I agree. Um, so, so next we get this heavy breathing point of view shot of somebody running through the back hedges and like running through a backyard. <sighs> oh, yeah. oh, what is cue it? That, it's cue that Ferris Bueller music. Right. It's like some, <laughs> you're like, oh, it's some mad, crazy person. <laughs> um, and so we're assuming that someone's coming to kill this little old lady that they keep doing cutaways to. Um, but in reality, it's just good old Rusty who's come to finish his chess game. That's what he was doing to skip school. He's not a bad guy. No, he's a smart kid, and he Mm -hmm. likes to hang out with old people. Yeah. He's deeper than we thought. This makes me, as an audience member, like him more. Yeah. You know? That's great. And uh, so he apparently, apparently they stopped their chess game just before she was about to cream him uh, (laughs) because it was her turn when they ended imagine waiting that long to cream somebody at chess. Oh, you imagine waiting on a on a turn where you clearly have him in check. Wooha. You've got him all in check. He's like, "Oh, wow, wow it's been a week already. All right, let's play." <laughs> 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 yep. Yeah, that's not great. It's like uh, like playing Dragon's Lair. Um <laughs> Okay. Fed in my dollar and Oh, I'm, I'm dead. <laughs> I'll just put in another... Oh, I'm dead. I didn't even get to put in money. I'm... D- oh, God. I've died three times, and I haven't even put in my, put in my quarters. I don't think I ever passed, like, the first thing in No, that me either. I remember it looked so neat in the arcade, too, with the bubble dome, and you're looking down at it. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Damn it. Um, Stupid-ass game. So, uh, she's... This so her name is Iris and she's the weird old lady that knows things. And we saw she's a lady from the beginning. She is the lady from the beginning. She saw the real Amityville house in a she, vision and then conveniently forgot it. But unfortunately, she doesn't know what the Amityville house <laughs> is until she looks it up in an Amityville book. Um, she says that whatever's in their house is very old and it's traveled a long way. It isn't safe anymore, so it needed to find a new home. And she's very stoked about this evil spirit. She's like, ooh, what did you see? <laughs> Which yeah. I thought was funny. So um, that's all we get of that. And we go back home, and Andrea's yelling at Jacob as he hobbles his completely mangled legs out of the car. It's so hilarious, too. Like, it looks like the most un- unprofessional bandaging job. Oh. Like, imagine being sent home from a hospital, Can but you're like, you all your bandages are leaking blood imagine. all over your car. <laughs> It's, and it'd be, it's like the it's like when you pick up people in the ambulance in Grand Theft Auto and they're just dripping blood the whole time when you bring them back to the hospital out of the car. There's just there's a layer of pus yeah. around the outside of it that is so unsettling, and it really does like it's like eh, and some duct tape, you know, like it's like it's like somebody had some scotch tape and they were so like, all gross. right, here's four paper towels. This is enough to blot up grease on bacon, yeah. so I figure it'll be okay for your dog bite. If a stitch breaks, just apply another paper towel. You're good. <laughs> Apparently, how he changes his bandages, as we find out later, is that he just sticks them to the wall. Yes! Oh, <laughs> oh that was that delightful. That so nasty. That's so good. Um, so, he's super fucked up. His, his injuries look kind of minor once the bandages come off. I was... 
I was surprised they didn't go crazy on those because oh, it's like give, give give him an hour. Well, right, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, what the dog did to him when you're looking at that dog chewing on him for a 45 seconds of screen time, you're like, this guy is gonna be fucked up. They're yeah. gonna there's gonna be meat missing, and there isn't. There's like there's holes, but it's not like it's not like he got a chunk. No, which is what I would have expected. I would have expected that that dog swallowed some of him. You know, like but I would have expected. To, he a went hole. to he went to crazy town on his thigh, though. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's gross. <laughs> but uh, he he gets to bed and like lights hurting his eyes, which I think is also a symptom of rabies. No. Oh. So maybe that might be it. Maybe so I'm is there crazy. even a haunted clock, or is this all rabies? <laughs> well, I mean, that's the other thing, is that, like, is this one of those, like, things where they were trying to like, be like, oh, is it or isn't it mm-hmm. kind of thing? And that maybe that's it. But, you know, there's so much <laughs> weird supernatural shit that I think they... Oh, yeah. They just <laughs> they think it's dismissed pretty quick. Um, so Symptoms of rabies include fever, violent tendencies, and basement floors turning into oozing cesspool... <laughs> quicksand pits of blood tar yeah yeah um <laughs> that may not be choo choo <laughs> fuck uh in the in the pantheon of poorly written sexual come-ons i'm gonna say that choo choo might be one of the worst <laughs> that might that might live in infamy as the least sexy things someone can say to you. No, no, I think it's hot. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but you have a train fetish, so that's... I have babes in Model Train magazines. It's amazing. Oh, <laughs> uh, that... Fuck, is there a market for that? I, <laughs> I bet... Imagine this... a magazine that's all, like, people's like, elaborate Model Train setups with girls posing in bikinis like uh, like car magazines. <laughs> like I bet be. there's... I bet there's a fucking market for that. <laughs> I bet there is. <laughs> And I shall leave here and build my empire. My empire starts now. <laughs> I mean, that is that is the middle-aged man magazine. <laughs> I really want to make it happen. I mean, really, I just need to get one issue done and I, I mean, can, really, and I'm yes. going to be content. It's fine. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, how many, how many marijuana and half-naked lady magazines have been put out over the years? Boring. Give me trains. Give me trains. Choo-choo. <laughs> just call it choo-choo. <laughs> Uh, whatever. So Rusty comes home and Andrea tells him that her dad was bitten by a dog, kind of underselling what happened. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Bitten by a dog does not quite cover the extent of what happened here, but that's fine. So Rusty and Andrea go to visit Peach's owner here. They, you know, she they go to her door. She's like, you guys are crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. You say that you slashed her, that... Your dad slashed her face because mm-hmm. here she is. She's fine. You guys are nutter butters. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's weird. We are nutter butters. We are nutter butter peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> what are we going to do? Um, and so they, uh, so this is where it's like now there is an unknown dog that attacked in their mm-hmm. minds at least. Yeah. And so, and they're not treating him for rabies as they absolutely oh, okay. were very I see what you're clearly yeah. stated by the doctor he needs to be treated immediately if you find out that there were not rabies vaccines for this dog yep okay and so now there is an unknown dog 
Maybe she's just hoping he dies so she doesn't have to like I would, break up with him. I mean, again, that is also cheating. that's why it helps having scumbag characters because then it's not a plot hole; it's just them being an asshole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, so Jacob has uh, a wicked, wicked smart insight here, <laughs> where he's like, "Man, this situation, this is just like Skull Crusher said, man." Evil rules. They've got, got the, the tools. tools. The world's your oyster, so grab her and hoist her. <laughs> You're okay. I love it. So maybe he's not as smart a kid as we. <laughs> and also, maybe that chess game was like three moves long. <laughs> <laughs> you know, once we, uh, I was wondering when I first saw the Skull Crusher shirt if it was real, and then when he started talking about Skull Crusher, I realized <laughs> that it was probably probably just made for the movie. But I like I really would have loved to hear a fake Skull Crusher song of yeah. those lyrics in the background at one point. Oh, me too. That's all we come on. It's so easy. There are so many bands out there in the world. That could be I don't that understand. Could whip that song up for them in five seconds. Yeah. There all are, we need is that one snippet lyric. Right, part. exactly. Yeah. They could just do fifteen seconds of it. That's what it's, I'm saying. It's yeah. too bad. Like I would love to see that kind of stuff happen. <laughs> I mean, instead they rely on Bang Gang, the that's the like ongoing video that he's watching. Yep. I don't listen. I don't even know who the hell they are. <laughs> um, Man, so, you never heard of Bang Gang? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yes. Um, so, meanwhile, Jacob has left like a half gallon of blood and pus in his bed, and uh, he's walked over to the drawing board. <laughs> this is. The level of neglect that she is showing by leaving... If you look at that bed and see what is in it, that that has leaked out of a human body, and you go, he's probably okay. You call are in an ambulance. Call a fucking <laughs> ambulance right now. Um, but no, she does not, because, again, maybe she just wants him fucking dead. Because the better idea is to invite somebody over and bang them in the house. The, I mean, to be fair, he, he is a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she can't even get a doctor right. Yeah, that's true. Oh, God, it's so true. <laughs> um, so he's he's all crazy and feverish, and he destroys his whiteboard nightmare that he neighborhood thing that he's put together. And he's like, he says it's too small all the houses are too small <laughs> i like that i know what he means i know that he means it metaphorically <laughs> that yeah. it's the vision is too small but i like it better he's like that person couldn't live in this little house this is crazy <laughs> what, what am i even doing i'm a terrible architect you know people are way bigger than these little things i need to build bigger models <laughs> to build a bigger house <laughs> Okay, can you believe I thought I was going to get a whole neighborhood of people in here? <laughs> I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> housing development for a fucking ant farm? <laughs> <laughs> they don't have any money. What am I going to do? Spend sugar cubes? I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um. Anyway. <laughs> so we get... I also another nice thing about this movie they 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 anchor us nicely with time as we need to be for a movie about time with breakfast meetings. Ah. So we always know that a day has passed because everybody winds up in the in the breakfast. Not nook. since the divine enforcer have there been this many <laughs> breakfast scenes. It is it is a lot of breakfast scenes. But uh the kids and Andrea are hanging out in the kitchen. Rusty is like 
tormenting his sister with stories of other dogs that ate people. And he's like telling the story and he walks out of the room and he's still talking. And then he comes back and he's several hours in the future. I love this. It's great. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. She's like drying her hair and she's like, where'd you go? Yeah. You just walked out of the room and then we didn't see you for six hours or whatever. Question. She was looking for the phone book. And that's what Rusty left to go grab. Yes. And then in the future, you know, he's been gone for hours. He's there. She's like, oh, thanks. I was looking for that. Like, still? It's been like six hours and like, yeah, who she, are you calling? She was going to call the ambulance and she was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I need the phone book to call huh. that. Man, you know what? The mood has passed. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, uh, it, it, it bothers me. We never find out yeah. why she was looking for those yellow pages. And uh, even, what, six hours later, she's still wondering where those damn yellow pages are. Yeah, absolutely. Um so the sister offers to sleep in the living room and give Andrea her room. Uh, Why? Just because she makes the old joke? Just so that like... she can make the old. She's just being friendly. She likes okay. her and she wants her back. She's like, she's trying to get her back into the family. She wants her dad to stay with him. Okay. Um, and... Did they not just hear them boning? Like you could, I guess that other bed's filled with pus and blood. So. <sighs> I mean, fuck, dude. You got bit by a dog. You don't have the flu. She could stay in that bed, you would think. Oh, no. 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 That thing is soaked through. Oh, it is now. <laughs> it wouldn't be if she was actually caring for him like she should be doing. <laughs> That's true. Um, so, but it is an important plot point that the sister's sleeping It's almost in like the... the dad's quarantined in this. Right. And he probably should be because he looks like he's <laughs> fucking leaking Ebola. Yeah. At some point. Um, but so she's uh, sister sleeping in the living room with the clock mm-hmm. and Andrea is sleeping in the sister's room. Um, Andrea basically doesn't want the kids to go visit the dad because she thinks that he's too mental to see them, basically. Mm-hmm. But then they go up and he's like, oh, he's he's in the fucking happy part of his mood swing. <laughs> and they're like, oh, OK, so maybe he is fine. Because now it's like, oh, he's not leaking everywhere. Um, Later on, sister's having a hard time sleeping because the clock is so noisy. So she asks Andrea if she can come sleep with her. And she's like, okay, I'll go back and get my... It's like, what a jerk. You just said I could have this room, and now you're like, can I come back in this room? You know what? It's been five minutes. couch is really uncomfortable. (laughs) Whatever. You twit. So she goes back down to get her pillows, and she gets locked in the clock room. Yes. And she can't get out. She's pounding on the doors. And, and nobody can hear her outside. This is another one of those supernatural yes. things in this movie where no matter how much she's screaming and yelling and banging, it sounds like absolutely quiet yeah. outside. And and uh, and so Andrea is, is sleeping with her face towards the camera, and we see the door in the background, and we see the door open and nothing come in. And she's like... Come on in and sit down. And so she, you see the blankets come up and nothing's in the blankets. Super creepy. Uh, Andrea puts her hand back and is like, okay, whatever. It's like to kind of like tap her or whatever. And it's goo. There's nothing there but goo. Just a giant pile oh, of goo. This movie gets so goofy. I love this it. This movie is very, very gooey. Um, so. Yeah, she freaks out, she runs over, turns the lights on, there's no goo, and she's like, oh, okay, weird. So she goes down to see Andrea, because she's not there, and she was like, she was supposed to be upstairs, 
And now she can hear her. I she guess. can now hear her pounding <laughs> on the door and she lets her out and she's crying and terribly upset. They're very everybody's upset. And now then, we start the long trend of blaming Rusty for everything. Rusty I mean, listen, this is this is a real thing, so you know, that's kinda <laughs> It kind of hits home in a lot of ways where it's like, yeah, blame the metalhead for it. It's mm-hmm. fucking West Memphis 3 shit. So, mm-hmm. you know, it it happens. But you never see kind of you never see Rusty do anything in this movie and they talk about that like you hang out with bad friends, but we never get one scene of seeing Rusty do anything bad with any of his friends. Cigarette smoking. The only thing he does, he quit. The only thing he ever hangs out with is the old lady and plays chess with. Like, we don't even get one thing of, <laughs> Oh, like, she's a crack dealer. We don't, oh, that explains it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> if that was the, if that was the bad influence that they were all talking they t- about. They was talk the to the cops, <laughs> like... Rusty's only friend is the old lady down the road. That's the most notorious drug dealer in the county. <laughs> oh, I She'd wish. be popped if we had anything more than just circumstantial evidence. <laughs> if she didn't own the police force, yes. she'd have us killed in a heartbeat. <laughs> uh, okay, so, yeah. So this is, this is the first of Blame Rusty where Andrea goes to find him, and he's just getting back from his 3 a.m. walk. Yeah. Which really does put him in a precarious legal situation. Um, so we cut to old uh, Mrs. What's-Her-Name looking for peaches. And uh, guess what? Turns out things did not go well for peaches. Now this is kind of weird. Like, it kind of comes out of nowhere. Like, what? Why did the clock attack your dog out of because, now? Because it barked at it. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like the clock's fucking with this whole family, but then it's just like, I'm just going to go over here and kill this dog and then come back. <laughs> I mean, and and that's the other thing, is it's like, the the reach of this house is impressive. No, oh, like, yeah. It's, I don't understand how it reaches out so far, but I mean, obviously, it's occult magic stuff, so you don't ever have to have an explanation. No. But man, it definitely has a, it has a long arm. Yep. Um, but yeah, so... But I, I like the... Yeah, killing a dog seemed way unnecessary. Like, this it did. could've... However, I, I gotta admit, it was, uh, it was creative. Oh, definitely, I love it. Uh, I mean, I like, I like what they did. I love I the almost... moment when you hear the dog. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, Rrr! and you're like, oh, he's stuck in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, that doesn't make sense. No. Oh, it's his severed head that's screeching. Yep. Ugh. I almost I, I at this scene I was kind of like wishing it was almost like whimpering like it was stuck in there because that'd be impossible. But then I was like, but I don't want the no, dog to be suffering. That would be, be so suffering. much worse. And then I'm just and like, I yeah. Think... But then it's like, oh. But then I wondered like, is the dog's head severed or did it get sucked up into the pool filter and just boop up in that catch trap? Like, I have no. Yeah. Either I'm... way, the visual of the head shoved in that little tiny thing was is really good. Yeah, that it, is. It, it's as it's... much as I don't want to see a dead German Shepherd dog. Like the effect no, of it. No, it, it definitely worked. Yep. Um. Okay, so uh, the the cops now want to talk to. Oh, there's a swastika uh, next door. Next <laughs> Where day. Where did this plot point come from? Why, why a swastika? A swastika. What? I mean, why wouldn't it? Why, why, why? Wouldn't it make much more sense if the garage said "Skull Crusher rules"? <laughs> right. If it if it really knows stuff, like why wouldn't it be like the Skull Crusher logo? Yep. Um, because it's not like he's a notorious white supremacist no. or something. It's this, not like this, this scene's dumb. That, the, uh, d- it's not dumb, but the swastika is dumb. The swastika should have been the Skull Crusher logo. We right. set it up with his T-shirt and everything, and that would have all led all points back to 
rusty, and then you should have decked his whole room out with Skull Crusher posters and right. shit. You know, I just, I, think I just really want more Skull Crusher. I would, I agree. I also think that they should have, instead of that, they should have had some insult from the 1600s that means nothing, <laughs> and everybody's like, I. I don't know, it's in French, and I, I guess it was insulting back in the 17th yeah. century or 15th century? I, I, don't, I don't know. It's so <laughs> it's so outdated. And the house is like, damn it! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Got to come up with some more modern insults. Uh, either way, so... It says your mother was a snail farmer. <laughs> what? <laughs> Zuta lore! <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jacob's now feverishly and madly drawing Amityville houses, and he's all sweaty and insane. Uh, Andrea is sitting at the breakfast table again, drinking black coffee and not eating various fruits that she's prepared. (laughs) She's, like, looking at, like, six different types of fruit that she has. She's like, uh, banana. Nope, don't want this. Star fruit. Not interested. Okay. Now we know why she's so skinny. Um... (laughs) Papaya. Ah, too many souls. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Uh, so Rusty's getting interrogated for hate crimes and burps in a cop's face. Uh, the And now we get introduced to Leonard, our beardy new age psychologist. Oh, this guy is insufferable. He's so fucking insufferable. <laughs> I know it's his character, but... No, I know. Fuck, it's annoying to watch this oh, dude. It's so... It bothers me. I mean, on certain levels, it it really does kind of irritate me to see this because it feels like, I don't want to make this political, but in our current world right now, (laughs) to see the way that the movies that developed all of us are like, and he has a degree in psychology. (laughs) And it's like, he's a dumb fuck and he doesn't know things because he's smart. And it's like... (laughs) I wonder why there are so many people who don't believe in science anymore. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, maybe we all watch these. But yeah. either way, uh, yeah, he is fucking insufferable. And he is like that beardy, like, new agey, hippy dippy 90s thing yeah. that, like, the 90s was always railing on. Hey, sport, maybe sometime we can, like, toss a little dialogue around. Okay, get a little dialogue. Maybe just uh, have a rap, a little powwow, you know? <laughs> I'm hip. Love to hear what you're thinking. <laughs> when you're done playing Dave Matthews songs and your dragon guitar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I too like shitty Dave Matthews songs. You figure out satellite yet? <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> It sucks because it's like... It really is that thing where it's like it, it's this toxic masculinity shit mm-hmm. where they're like because because he wants to be open and caring to this kid he's a cuck and then literally they do make him a cuck so yep. it's also like ah oh, straight up Ugh. it's so on the nose uh, but whatever um, Jacob comes out and he's got the same pair of underwear on that was shredded by the fucking dog okay. <laughs> That's he hasn't troubling. changed. That at is all. troubling. Very troubling. <laughs> He's got clear signs of infection. The his, gauze... shirt's all, his shirt's all completely caked in dirt and grime. Like <laughs> he hasn't changed since the hospital. Like he never took a shower or like put on clean clothes. We know that he's changed out the gauze several times because we see it later, mm-hmm. and it's still as bloody as it was day one. It, the wound doesn't heal because it's evil. It's a right, ghost cut. I don't know where he's getting all this extra blood, though. <laughs> um, either way, she's 
again, being very irresponsible to not have call an ambulance and have him yeah. dragged the fuck to a hospital. Um, Leonard basically points that out. I- I'm a doctor, and I think you should get a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and as soon as he's like, you look like you're fucking dying, yeah. and I-, I might lose my license if I don't call an ambulance because... But I'm going to leave that up but to I'll you, rabid it... dog bite freak. Yeah, <laughs> like, because you look insane. And so he's just like, meh. He turns around and locks himself in his room. And he's like, oh, okay. Can we I, bone uh, now? <laughs> I guess, I guess now we should. I brought some egg rolls and we can uh, do that. And oh, Chinese thing. food? Um, it's Laotian. food, Lao-ation. please. Uh, uh, <laughs> God, made that up. So fucking insufferable. <laughs> It was probably just Chinese food, and he's like, it's Laotian. It had egg rolls. He brought Chinese food. (laughs) No, he went directly to Laos and brought this back. Uh, So uh, they're enjoying their Laotian food on the balcony because he's a soft college type. It's a nice deck. It is fucking gorgeous. I would love to eat my dinner up there. Me too. (laughs) And now he's trying to psychoanalyze her, and it's like... He never shuts off the doctor's stick. Never does. But it's funny, though, because he fucking nails it. Uh, that's the thing that's funny about it is that it's like he literally says exactly what's going on and they they kind of paint him to be an asshole. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, except that you literally just said exactly yep. what's happening. <laughs> um, so whatever. Anyway, they decide to open a fortune cookie and some nonsense about seconds walk, minutes run, decades stun, whatever. It's true. Oh, so fucking true. That's like that's like lyrics from a Skull Crusher song, yeah, deep, man. bro. Yeah. That's like nearly as deep as Skull Crusher lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Like, the world's a plate of shrimp, so don't be a simp. <laughs> God, I do love those guys. Uh, man. Yeah, so... Leonard talks like the micro machines, man, too. That's the other thing about this, is that he talks at a million miles an hour. No, he's not that fast. His dialogue is, he sounds like Woody Allen on, like, 45. <laughs> but, whatever, now Andrea and Leonard do it, and... She... In Jacob's house. In Jacob's house. Like, cool, I'm just gonna sleep on with my boyfriend I cheated with. On with my ex boyfriend in my ex boyfriend's house. Yep. This is completely normal. Completely normal. Completely normal behavior like a psychoanalyst would involve himself into. Yeah. I I, guess. Well, I mean, honestly, most people don't get into psychiatry unless they're fucking crazy anyway. So (laughs) that is that is kind of a. You're gonna offend all of our psychiatrist listeners. (laughs) Sorry to all of your psychiatrist listeners. Uh, Let's see. Um, We get that nice write up in Psych magazine and everything. I know the Psychology Today Way profile to was burn great. burn our bridges. Oh, I'm so sorry, but I will say that this was awesome. I love this. Oh yeah, like, this whole scene and concept and everything. I mean, I, I don't like the part where he almost gets killed and all that, but the idea of putting on a silk robe and going for after sex pie sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, it. But in the dude's <laughs> house that you, he's <laughs> like. Hey, I'm just gonna eat your pie, and uh, huh? and you know, I'm just gonna pretend that that doesn't sound like a euphemism for something that I just did. I know the only time we've met was when you look like a rabid fucking freako with a <laughs> bloody bandage in the hallway. I just banged your ex who cheated on me with you last yeah, night. Yeah, I I don't know what's going on here, but 
Do you have Whatever. any Ben and Jerry's? <laughs> you want some after-sex pie? I'm going to microwave my ice cream first. <laughs> you know, that's really what the problem was. Microwaving the pie. Come on. He has sensitive teeth. <laughs> Everybody knows that cold pie is better after sex. I do, <laughs> I do like cold pie. <laughs> it's good. Uh, okay, so he starts microwaving his pie, and this is just a, an excuse for the microwave to slow its beeping down. <laughs> the fan overhead slows down and uh and it just like it stops and then jacob appears from out of nowhere uh, looking all upkempt now though. yes looking like Not like the scene wouldn't have worked if he looked freakish yeah like, he looks completely sane yep and he starts doing the the crazy crazy intimidation thing and he's like puts out his hand to shake and he's like hey you know hey how's it going he's like fairly normal and then he's like you know i i build things for a living but sometimes i just want to destroy them you know you must experience the same thing you heal people all day and don't you just want to hurt them sometimes and and look i've got this (laughs) just to balance the books this gun's really neat uh yeah it never jams this is (laughs) (laughs) and he makes leonard cry and uh this whole scene both people just put on a stellar performance it's beautiful it's this should have won an Academy Award if that was a legit award show yeah, that actually had awards for horror movies. Actually, for for acting and not just to give people money. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. This it was whole scene real is so fucking tense, good. and both players are just yeah incredibly on top of it here. I love it. Yep. Um, so, and then he shoots him, but he snaps out of it, and yeah. he's just there. All of a sudden, the microwave's back doing its thing. Like this never happened. And uh, oh man, he's yeah. And Andrea comes down to see Leonard screaming at the top of his lungs. And we never find out if he got his pie, which is really sad. We should have seen him pee his pants, too. And also, we should have known how much the ice cream melted based on how much time had passed. Mm, No time passed. See, that's not as good. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... This is all uh, time time crime. (laughs) This is is all time cop, too. Uh, (laughs) So Lisa is back in the clock room trying to sleep, but she gets up and starts looking in the mirror and she's her, her backstory is that she's concerned that she's not mature enough and that her boyfriend is going to start getting interested in a senior because she's too young and blah, blah, blah. And so she's being, she's playing at being sexy and mature in the mirror. And then her reflection starts getting real sassy Yeah, and it starts making her uncomfortable because she's bashful. Like that's the under that's the undertone of her performance is that she's like, "Oh, I'm not supposed to see stuff like this." Yep. Not that a fucking doppelganger is in her mirror diddling her. That is like that part's not bug- bugging her at all. Yeah, no. So <laughs> I I love this part because it's so unique and I can't it place is. another movie where uh, uh, your mirror image comes out to masturbate oh, you. That's fair. I was gonna say it reminds me of the Dan Aykroyd blowjob scene in Ghostbusters. Okay. <laughs> but I don't recall. I don't know. Really, there's this like one second scene where he's like laying in bed having this weird dream about a ghost, and mm-hmm. it unzips his pants, and then his oh, eyes roll yeah. in the back of his head. Yeah. The ghost BJ. Mm. Uh, yeah. So you know, PG was a hell of a thing back then. <laughs> He was. But so after that happens, black goo starts pouring from the mirror. It's orgasm goo. Is that it? That's what I took from it. It seemed like she finished herself off. Then there was goop. That's true. Yeah, she gets. I'm not even making a dumb joke. No, I think you're you're right. I think you're right. 
yeah, she got a nice. Uh, she got something positive out of this, at least. Yeah, it's multi-purpose goo. Yeah. So, uh, just to keep the time frame clear, we got another breakfast scene, so we know that there's yet another day that's passed. We're on like day six or something at this point, um, and this time Rusty is pounding some fucking generic frosted flakes <laughs> like they are the greatest thing on earth like they are anything other than generic frosted flakes uh he's he asks where leonard is and she says oh he ran off <laughs> uh now andrea is a little more concerned about the evil in the house and is maybe ready to have an open and honest dialogue about it um and rusty's like we should get the fuck out of the house yeah uh, and, which is obviously not a bad idea. And Andrea's like, yeah, maybe not that. Sure, there's evil, but how much evil could it be? Um, and Sis is now looking super hot. She comes into the breakfast table and in her 90s hot girl outfit. She's all Kelly Bundied. She is. Which which, which I love when movies do this because it That's always... funny. It, it always... I didn't make that connection, but she absolutely is fucking Christina Applegate in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whenever... I, I, I've seen this happen before in so many movies where it's just like, I'm the bad girl now, or like the kid's like... <laughs> and then she uh, teases the fuck out of her hair. Yeah, or the or the kid's just like, <laughs> he fell in the wrong crowd, now he's a metalhead, and he's got like a, you know, looking all metal. It's just like, but where do these kids get these clothes? Like, <laughs> Well, the jacket came from the dad. Oh, I know that part, but like, did you just have a miniskirt in your closet? Did you just have all these like... <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, the house can do almost anything. I bet the house made those clothes for No, her. it's a good seamstress. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the house has, we find out later that the entire house birthed gears in the walls. I think it can make a fucking. Gotcha. <laughs> it was sexy, watching, it was watching music skirt. videos in Rusty's room to get a uh, inspiration. I <laughs> it guess. was trying to dress her up like one of the girls in the bang, in the bang gang bang video. Yeah. Um, Good job house. You nailed it. Yeah. You... Couldn't make a jacket though, huh? No, pill for that from Daddy's closet. That one. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, which just looks so weird. There's no way she stole that jacket from her dad because it fits her way too well. It fits her way too well. That yeah, guy's she's tiny. That guy's jacked. Yeah. <laughs> so Rusty goes back to visit with his occultist old lady friend, and they talk about the spooky room. And this is another one of the very few problems I have with this movie. He's like, and there's a symbol there. It looks like, I don't know. He's a metalhead. You're a metalhead. You You don't know what a fucking pentagram (laughs) looks like. Go straight to hell. Go straight to hell. Yep, that irked me too, and I thought the same exact thing. (laughs) But whatever, that's fine. And I also found this very strange that she started talking about Gil Durai, Mm -hmm. uh, which is an actual historical figure, like... Why is he being brought into the Amityville universe all of a sudden? I like don't out know. of fucking nowhere, and they don't further explore that topic whatsoever. Because it's funny too because he's creepy as shit. So it's a it's a good choice of like, oh, this is this is super creepy. Let's yeah. let's bring this in. But then they botch his story. Oh, you yeah. know, they... and even if it is, it's just like. It's not like anything that would be connected to him. Yeah. Like, oh my god, like this guy was the most notorious serial killer ever, and uh, here's his clock. Whoa! <laughs> but uh, yeah, and also it is weird because it's like 
there are no child killings involved in this. No. Like, it's there's it's no like... reason, because his story is that he's, like, the most notorious child killer in, in history. Yeah. That is, that is his backstory, essentially. He was a French knight known to be one of the most notorious child killers. He, the church made up a story about him being into the occult, and most likely it's a, it's a story to cover up abuse in the Catholic Church mm-hmm. back then, and he was just framed for it, but that's a whole other story. Um, and it's just, it's weird that they would need that thing. I, I agree it's a creepy story. Yeah. But it does not apply here. <laughs> no, there's no need to bring him into it. Uh and also, whoever subtitled this movie, at least on the on the Amazon yeah. rip I was watching, is so lazy. They, That's, I hate that so much. Did you see that thing? It's just like, it's subtitled, speaking, speaking in French. Language. Speaking it's, in foreign it language. Said, it didn't even say French. French. It said speaking in foreign language. They'd already identified that it was like, ah, oh, fuck you guys. Come on. It's a name. They they also, um they subtitled myopic Andrea further on as uh, mumbling. I'm like, maybe that person didn't know what the word biopic meant, and he was just like, uh, uh mumbling? There's so many of those Amazon, like, <laughs> subtitles that they're just, like, mumbling, and it's like, I heard what they I said. I heard exactly you what they said. fucking lazy yeah. dick. Uh, you must not be getting paid much to do this. Mm. Uh, okay. But in this- But in- they work for Amazon. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, yes, they get paid in used pee bottles. Um, so- in this version, he's he was the headmaster of a boys' school, and he'd eat kids to gain immortality. They're kind of like mixing him up with uh, Elizabeth of Bathory. Yeah, a little, little, little yep. bit of Elizabeth Bathory. Column A, column B. Yep. A little bit of column. We don't need to add this to the yeah. Amityville mythos. But at we all. find out. But we will. That uh, that he brought the clock back from Amityville. Uh, <laughs> she sends Rusty away to so she can research Amityville. In her books that have Amityville in them. Those are some quickly updated books, I can tell you. Mm. Like, she's got these old-ass books, and they're like, in 1976, this thing happened. I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so, all right. Andrea pulls up. She grabs Rusty and drags him home because the school called, said that he was truant, and now he's in real trouble, and he can't watch TV. Uh Mrs. Weedler sees the uh, sees that the clock is in a photo of the Amityville house. Uh, there's a photo inside the Amityville house, and it's the same clock that's in the sacrifice chamber. And she's like, "Oh crap! I and gotta go outside and have some weird shit happen now." I think the worst part is when she's like, "And Jacob had a box." Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> really? <laughs> so these are the three things I'm putting together. The clock was in two places, and somebody had a box. Yep. No, no, I think she put it together that he brought it. It was in that box, obviously. She sure did, but uh, that is a fuck of a stretch. Yep. Um, So she walks outside and watches a diaper delivery service happen. Here here, here is the toilet scene. (laughs) And so this happens in slow motion. We see a person blowing leaves, and there's a toilet on the curb, too, when he's blowing leaves. Then when it goes a wide shot, you notice that there's two other toilets on the other side of the street. On the curb, too. If you rewatch the scene, you'll see. And then even a wider shot, you see another toilet down the road. What What is happening? Thank you. I don't know. Second part. Why is there a diaper delivery service? Is that a fucking thing? That is a thing. Yeah, that yeah. Is a thing. That has. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's there's literally a service called Diaper Dan that actually like operates out of out of Portland somewhere. 
Still? Yeah, still to this day. With big storks on their fans? Uh, <laughs> nobody has the big, like, <laughs> like crime wave, like the big insects, yes. <laughs> the, the big bug on the top of the crime wave fan. Uh, so, yeah, so this scene's really neat. Uh, I don't get what the toilet thing is. I one, don't either. One, that's one toilet on the side, I can understand. Maybe that household bought a new toilet that's heavy trash day or something. But then when you see three or four other toilets on the side of the road, down the road, like, that's why I'm like, what is going on? And then, uh... Is that pointing to the idea that they think that they have, like, sewage backup? And so they've had to replace their toilets? Is that some sort of, like... I'm, I'm drawn, I'm yeah. grasping at straws here, but I mean, you got that black goo coming out of everywhere. Yep. Is that saying that the house is kind of out there everywhere and they're seeing black goo and they're like, oh, fucking shit's coming out of our toilet. We need to change it out. That's the pipes, not the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> People are stupid. So when this lady's out there walking, it's a really surreal scene done in slow motion and everything. And then the diaper van comes to life. However... That is a Dodge van, and we clearly see that is a Ford on the inside. <laughs> Sloppy movie. <laughs> um, I love this because it's there's this moment in the movie where she's walking down the street and her cane gets stuck in this thing in the in the street, it's, and it it's played as though she's fucked, like the the. That somehow the house is so stupid that it believes that because she walks with a cane, that she's not going to be able to walk at all without the cane. It didn't account for her ninja leaping abilities. <laughs> it didn't account for the fucking stunt person that yeah. they hired. But uh, this is cool. Name another movie where an old lady gets her cane stuck in a street that like opens up and swallows and grabs your cane. No, I can't think of any. That's pretty cool. And then the diaper van, uh, the house activates, puts that in drive, and it starts rolling down the street and almost creams her, but she jumps behind a uh, uh, a, a a little brick planter thing. Yeah. And uh, I love this scene, too. And she's laughing at it. She's like, oh, fucking A. And it's just like the the end of, uh, what's the the creep show 2, The Raft. It's like oh, the end yep. of the I beat you! <laughs> I beat you! <laughs> and then, same thing happens. Uh, so, yeah, she's like, ha ha, fucking stupid house, you're too dumb to kill me. And then you see the stork rocking back and forth. And, I love that. And it, like, falls down and kills her. I just wish we had a wide shot of that. Me too! I don't get it. it is hard to, ex- I mean, honestly, We, we see, like, we see, like the quick cut, cut puncture, we see her mouth, like, with the blood in it. But we don't get any, like wide shot of the stork sticking into her body like i felt really bizarre that we don't see that right i would have liked to have seen it at the end like just just a shot of of where it ended i know that they could not possibly have shown the full thing happening because it's it's not possible with physics (laughs) like what they what they say the full thing happened i just want to see a big giant bird sticking out of her chest stuck into the ground with its bird beak thing yeah Yeah. And also the reason that she couldn't, that nobody knew what was going on and she couldn't call out was because of a leaf blower. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Those are annoying. They really are. Just grab a rake, you dummy. (laughs) Get a rake, man. (laughs) So Rusty goes back to, uh, to her house. 
because the door's open. She's not there because she's dead. Um, and Rusty sees the book she was looking through and notices that he sees the clock engravings in both of the books just in time. He puts it together just in time for the police to show up in a great shot, too. Oh, yeah, dangling that, the handcuffs. Dangling the handcuffs with, like, really backlit from the outside. Like, oh, that's a good shot. And it's like, yeah, you totally rigged a diaper delivery van to try to kill an old lady, didn't you? Because you, you, because if there's something bad happening, it's you. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand a lot of this. There's, there's a lot of moments here that I kind of don't get, but whatever. Yep. So, uh, just then, at that exact time, oh, we we glossed over two when the bushes caught on fire, and our pal Dick Miller showed oh, up for a little, right. little cameo, and it's just like, oh, bushes caught on fire. That's got to be Rusty. Yeah, I think that might be later, but yeah. No, I think... that happened after the dinner with the boyfriend on the oh, roof. Oh, that's right. That was that was yeah. the boyfriend yep. on the roof dinner. Um, yep, that is true. So just like literally, I think we're supposed to assume that the moment he got picked up by the cops, some something happened because of the way that they kind of like, it was kind of a quick, sh- quick cut there. Mm-hmm. And his leg starts to bleed and we hear flies buzzing around him. You know, as a throwback to the first Amityville, yep. obviously. Uh, camera pans back and we see that he's like sleeping in his own filth. There's plates of food and like just <laughs> shit everywhere. It's so gross. It's disgusting. His old bandages are like stuck to the wall and like on the, they're, <laughs> they're all over the place. Disgusting. <laughs> Uh, Andrea, fi- Andrea finds him like this and calls the doctor from the bedside phone. He hears that there's d- a doctor getting involved and breaks his coma pretty quick. <laughs> he he uh, goes bolt upright and starts to choke her with the phone cord. But luckily, she's holding on to the phone itself. And back Bonk. then, those things were pretty heavy. Oh, yeah. And she knocks him in the head with that and then runs downstairs into the arms of Leonard. One quick cut later, and Jacob is trussed to the bed with bandages and what looks like maybe garden hose? Sure. Yeah, they, like, hogtied him face <laughs> they, down. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and our and our psychiatrist there, Leonard, is preparing to inject him with enough Thorazine to knock him out for two days. <laughs> this guy, who has probably <laughs> lost a gallon and a half of blood... He's going to knock out for two days <laughs> with this Thorazine. I don't well, know that I trust To be fair, he did him. totally harass him in a hallucination. That is true. So that's, <laughs> oh boy. He doesn't even have a real beef to have with him. Uh, yeah, he has an imaginary beef. It's, it's a totally imaginary beef. Like... <laughs> I don't know why he thinks it's going to take two days for medical transport to arrive. He's correct. And he even, like, yeah, and he even, like, makes a joke about, like, this is going to hurt him? Like, I hope so. I hope so. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just going to knock him out for two days. <laughs> it's, he, like, it's like he does have this big beef with ooh, this guy. But he's it's a like, bad doctor. Like, <laughs> I'm a bad doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bad psychiatrist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So. Now, uh, Lisa is coming out of her shell in the driveway, and now she's into playing weird sex games with her boyfriend instead of just ignoring him. She's leading him on a Hansel and Gretel scavenger hunt for her clothes, and he's being a surprising gentleman and actually picking them up for her. Yeah, yeah I like so that about him. He's I was a like, kid. I was like, hey, <laughs> I hope nothing bad happens to this kid. Yeah. He seems nice. Uh, and he was nice. This, Captain of the Lacrosse team. This reveal made me laugh out fucking loud. I love it. I laughed out loud. <laughs> it inspired me to start a new magazine. 
<laughs> Click on the lights, and there she is in lingerie. She's just in a bra and panties on top of a fucking train set. It's like With a, a model train yeah. on it turned on. And when I say train her. set, like let's not let's not mince words here. This is a real like this is a, an insane person's hobbyist. My grandfather, thing. my grandfather had one of those insane yeah. giant train. This trains. is like Mister Rogers' Neighborhood yep, style yep. giant <clears throat> train set. I, something I've all, honestly want to. I want to be uh, a, a creepy basement train man. Um, I just don't have the space. I would, I, you know, I wish there was something else you could do that wasn't just trains. I mean, I I like the idea Who's of stopping you. I guess that's true. I guess you could just build anything. Yeah. I like the idea of doing a big diorama of just stuff. You, like you could do that. Yeah. Maybe I should just do that at some point. I don't have the room. As soon as to, I have a I basement, don't have the room to have a basement like <laughs> table set up. <laughs> I know. I. If I was ever going to do it, I'd do it for the front window or something. Just do a giant, like, Godzilla battle or something. Oh, the, like... Let's do a giant Christmas display here this year. Okay. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. I've never done it before. I've never, like, really tried to do a Christmas display. So... There's a great Hallmark Christmas movie called Window Wars. <laughs> and I just realized that I've got a buddy with a storefront. Let me design this storefront just like the guy in the movie. Yes. Okay. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. Choo choo. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. So yeah, this may be the least sexy thing I can personally think of, but whatever. So she tells him to get naked and come over. He does, and he takes two steps and gets stuck in some crazy otherworldly demon goo that pulls him into the ground and simultaneously melts him. This is some Screaming Mad George society shit Fun. here. Yeah. I was honestly disappointed that they did the spiraling thing. Because you wanted to like, look at I it? I wanted it to be yeah. like full on. I feel like they, they wimped out in that they were like, oh, it looks too silly or looks too whatever. And it looked perfect. It yeah. looked exactly like what it was supposed to look yep. like. That effect was beautiful. Yep. And... Yeah, it just disappointed me that they went for the went for the like blurring the effect thing. I think that's why you just nailed it. Like it looks too rubbery if we just hang on it. Yeah, but and come it, on, but we I know mean, it's rubbery. we know it's rubbery. We want rubber we, shit, man. Come right, on. that's why we watch yeah. these fucking movies is to see that. And I think I'm sure that if he had made it now, he would have just gone for it because yep. you you're aware of that now. But I think back then, I don't think people were aware of that. Yeah. Um. And that's too bad. And so he starts melting. His face completely, like, separates into a puddle. And then it pulls him into the drain and glurbs down. And you hear him screaming, too. (laughs) What is he screaming with? Yeah. (laughs) It's ghost screams. Oh. You know, Mr. Rogers expressly told me this would never happen. Uh, and I was very disturbed after seeing this to find out that Mr. Rogers had lied about never going down the drain. So, uh, so Leonard, who has experienced some crazy fucking shit in this house, (laughs) hangs around and has a bubble bath, which I think is yet another (laughs) thing that I'm like, really, bud? The things that you've gone through in this place, are you feeling like relaxing? Is this, I mean, again, (laughs) this character is such a weird cartoon that his character might be feeling like this. It's frustrating that he does it, but it's also not out of character for him. Uh, and so there's some sort of 
more of this same goo. goo. It's multi-purpose goo. Multi-purpose goo coming out of the out of the tub faucet. Um, it can be orgasm boo, goo. <laughs> it can be melty goo. It, it can be uh, bringing apparitions in your bathtub goo. Yeah, really. It can be can just freak you out anything. when you're laying in your bed goo. It can be instant disappearing goo. Oh yeah! By the way, who is this? So what what happens is that like he sees that he's covered in goo. He's like he's like oh this is a relaxing bath and then puts oh his crap hands I got all goo all over me <laughs> goo all over my face <laughs> that's disgusting and so he gets out and he's like oh goo and then we get a great jump scare a really effective mm-hmm. jump scare actually there's two jump scares in this movie and both of them are fucking gold uh, but this one is really good um, who is that I don't know okay. So we don't know. That's not Jacob, right? No. Huh. It's just just a person who's all scalded. I think so, yeah. Okay. That's fine. Doesn't need to be anybody, but It's Gildura. Yes. He's all It's he's, foreign language, man. <laughs> it's speaking in foreign language. Um yeah, so he's a bloody multi crazy person. And this experience, for a moment at least, literally drives him insane. Oh yeah, he crumbles. Like he is like he even says afterwards, it has driven me insane. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets some of his marbles back and goes to co- goes out to the car to get his mobile phone to call the ambulance because the phone lines are down. Uh, and while he's doing that, Andrea decides to go and look in on Crazy Pants. And uh, he's finished his little subdivision. And yeah. it's all little Amityville houses. Plus, he made a little model of this house. I love this model. <laughs> I do, too. Because it looks like it was made by a crazy person. Yeah, and it looks like like that's going to be your pitch for the new housing <laughs> development. Like, no more modern homes. Every house is going to look Amityville. <laughs> like, it's so cool. I mean... I- and that would be, that would be a cool movie in itself. Imagine like the Amityville subdivision. Well, that, so this is the problem: is that it feels like the the end game for the house is to win him over to their side and to repopulate and with, to do this yep. and to to build this thing in such a way that it's like there there'll be some sort of occult connection with all the houses yep. and it just increases the power of the house somehow. And we get this kind of thing going on, but. Instead, they're just fucking killing him. You know, like, the house is just driving him insane. Maybe it's not a very smart house. I mean, <laughs> it could be an impulsive house. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, like, it's it's a little too too excited about killing people to just let it go. Maybe it's like, maybe we should have just, like, mind-controlled him without having a big ghost dog yeah. rip him apart first. <laughs> yeah, maybe just do that. Maybe just get him to do the job, and then you can fuck with him later. Yeah. But uh, that's not how they do it. Um, so... The house even has its own little hanged corpse hanging out the window. Mm. And uh, she goes into the bedroom, sees the place is fucking trashed this time. Like, this is, like, double trash. Like, the bed's broken in half, and, like, everything's just mm-hmm. destroyed. And then she hears a thumping at the window. And she's like, hmm, I wonder what this could be. <laughs> oh, she knows Th- her dad Throws is. the curtains wide, and it's Leonard. He's back, but in corpse form. <laughs> Uh, now she grabs the giant compass caliper thing that he has on the more decorative architecture. Yeah, tools. he's got yeah. really on his filthy fucking wall. <laughs> and that was when the place was nice. Yeah, it was filthy when the place was nice. So that tells you something. Um, so it's got sharp pointy ends. Is really the the most important part of this. Uh, she goes calling her. She does the calling around the house thing, and gets grabbed by Rusty. And she doesn't stab him somehow. Um, and she will. 
And what the hell happened with him? What do you mean? Last we saw, he was in a cop car being taken down to the station. Now he's just back. Oh, Rusty? Yeah. Yeah, they just, they the, the cops say that when they come to the house later on. They're like, oh, I've got another call. Don't, I knew we shouldn't have let him go. <laughs> That's the entire explanation. That's a good explanation. Yep. Uh, okay, so, <laughs> um, so whatever. But the most important thing here is that Rusty sums up the entire plot of the movie completely succinctly. Mm-hmm. She's like, what's going on? And he's like... It's the clock. It makes people evil. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> that is a nice, clean summation of yep. the whole thing. That is the best way you could have possibly said that. We didn't need to know its French origins. <laughs> no. Clock evil make people clock bad. Clock evil make people bad. Got it. Got it. Uh, they try to escape, but the doorknob falls off, and then goo <laughs> pours out of the doorknob. Uh, Rusty hears his sister, and, she's, and he's like, okay. You try to keep knocking this door down. I'm going to go save my creepily sexy sister. Um, he gets upstairs to his bedroom where she is, and the ha- the room is covered in bloody handprints. And Lisa's crying on the floor. She's like, it's so horrible. He picks her up, and he's like, what's so horrible? That I'm your sister. And Lick. she tongues his ear. <laughs> He drops her, the door slams shut, and locks him in with his possessed sister. And she just keeps trying to get the bone on. Mm, Yeah, she does. Meanwhile, the cops show up, but they can't see or hear anything because of the magical clock powers. Same deal with the living room earlier. Same, same deal. So, now Jacob comes back, and he is Johnny Gulag. He's got full-on bubonic plague-looking shit going on with sores and pus, and just, it is like... It's great. This is, yeah, this is not... It's like a meal from RoboCop. Yeah, it is... On his thigh. (laughs) Right, exactly. Uh, So... She, uh, oh, he's, he starts doing, like, a Hellraiser monologue. Like, this scene is, like, a straight Hellraiser kind oh, of yeah. homage. He's like Uncle Frank here. Mm-hmm. He's, like, talking about the powers of hell and sacrifice and good and evil and blah, blah, blah. Um, all the while busting Andrea through the walls or, like, throwing mm-hmm. her against the wall, and she just keeps making big holes in it. Which, again, why is the house destroying itself through him? Like... The house doesn't want to be destroyed. Come on, man. Don't do that. <laughs> Apparently it does. Yeah, I was going to say. It, seem, it seems to want pretty that. Pretty much sets it up for itself in the end. It like, really does. You know what? What if I turn my own gas on? <laughs> what was... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm, okay. That's real weird. Um, okay. So, uh, so she decides that she's going to give him a boner and make him forget about it. This is the whole my demon lover a- angle of this thing. Mm. She's like, oh, if I make out with him, he'll forget about trying to murder me. And so she kisses him, and he does forget just long enough for her to grab a big, meaty pewter candlestick holder and beat his fucking head in. But, unfortunately, this dude's got a resilient-ass head. It's, it's a big head. It's, it's a big... It's thick-boned. Big, durable head. Uh, <laughs> Steven, durable head, Mark. Uh, and... So, and he, uh, he gets tired of this beating and sticks her to the wall with that set of calipers or whatever it is. It's a compass. Yeah. It is a compass. Yeah. And so, 
upstairs, Rusty's still fighting off his sister's advances slash murder attempts. Oh my attempt. gosh, he's voracious. And, and eventually, he just takes the plug out of his guitar, sticks it in her, I know, sticks it in her mouth and fries her. Okay. I don't want to go over this the fifth time because I know that this has been the plot of many, many things. There is a .05 volt signal coming through a guitar cord. <laughs> Stick one in your mouth sometimes. See if you die. Nothing's you fucking don't. Yeah. You fucking don't. Do you it's, even get a tangle like no, a 9-volt? No, you don't, you Do you don't get even get a... There's, there's fraction of what goes through a nine volt for a signal okay that nothing i didn't think so yeah nothing uh but you know whatever we'll we'll just pretend that this amp came from like 1952 <laughs> and and she holds it in her mouth it doesn't take it out either it's right just like and plug the guitar plug it in her mouth also going like... to assume that she has her hand in water that also has a <laughs> microphone but the microphone is plugged into a different circuit, not the same one that she mm-hmm. has the amp plugged into, and that would definitely kill her. Okay, that's what happened. So that's what happened. That's what happened. Uh, and there you go. <laughs> that's the answer. Uh, so, so Rusty kills his Rusty sister. Rusty murders his sister with very little remorse here. Yeah, it's, uh, he, doesn't get out, he doesn't have time for remorse. <laughs> he hasn't got time to bleed. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, so she's dead, uh, and Rusty now goes to fight off Jacob. Uh, Andrea has taken, Andrea has taken like three Stooges levels of fucking abuse at this point. <laughs> she's like, she's had her head smashed through a wall conservatively six times. Um, but whatever. Uh, she ends she, up jabbing that compass right through dude's pus leg, too. I know, because that's where the evil is. So yeah. she stabbed the evil. Um, that's what happened. That's it. And then Rusty starts disappearing out of existence here. This whole scene, <laughs> it's it's almost like the movie's just like, okay, okay, we've been pretty crazy, right? Let's dial this crazy up to freaking 11. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and it just goes bonkers. Like, so Rusty runs to save Andrea, mm-hmm. and the clock just starts rewinding, and it turns Rusty into a baby. Uh Still wearing his skull crusher shirt. It's so adorable. Oh, cute little baby yeah, in a skull crusher shirt. Baby's got a mullet too. And uh and then and then Andrea starts talking to the house or the clock and like reasons she with it. Ordering the house around. That's what's that's what's weird about and this. And the house is like, okay. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna let him leave. And it's like, all right. And, and the house just opens the front opens door. Opens the front and, door and lets the baby out. But he's a baby. He's just gonna walk right into traffic, into a freaking diaper truck. Like Oh my gosh, she is such a terrible parent. <laughs> but that's the thing. Is Do you think the house did that on purpose? Because yeah. like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, lady, she, he's free. Yep. He's a toddler out by himself. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, God. And then she's like, okay, now that you let him go without any bargaining chip from me, I'm going to start attacking the walls of the house with a T-square. Uh, oh, she tries to hit the clock, and she I think tries, she can't. She can't hit the clock. Yep. For some reason, she keeps missing it, and, and it's like, oh, no. But then she smashes the wall in, and the big reveal is a backlit series of gears and cogs that are all clockwork yep. inside it's like the, the house. the whole clock has infested the house. Which is its... creepy as shit. It's cool looking, too, and there's goop on the gears. It's like, it's very Clive Barkery. Yes. Like, it feels like a Clive oh, yeah. Barker short story. It's creepy as hell. Yep. I love it. Me too. Um, And so, the clock turns on the gas in the fireplace, 
and then the, and then starts aging her. The clock starts going forward really fast. Yeah, and making her an old woman. Guys, the the clock could have aged her into dust if it felt like it. Yeah. Why did it choose to get blown up? Why didn't it do this to her earlier? Like could have done it anytime. Could have done it anytime. You want this guy, I guess, to build the sub development, but you let everybody else like. I don't you went get really it. Easy on everybody. Yeah. <laughs> And also, I find this interesting because I thought it was funny that they chose to use this implement that is like, you know, one out of maybe 50,000 people in America would know what this thing is, would be rich enough to have a stove that uses one of these igniters. Okay. Why would they use that as the implement to set the, the thing on fire? Well, I thought it was a match. No, it's like a little clicky brass thing. It's like one of the little... Oh, I thought she was like flicking a match with her thumb trying to like light it. Oh, maybe that's what it was. I thought it was I thought it was one of those things that you use for a gas fireplace. It's I don't like know what that little, is. I'm not rich. Yeah, it's like a little igniter. Oh, I but, thought she was like flicking a match trying to get a match lit with her thumb of all things. Oh, maybe a... that would be much that would make a lot more sense. Yeah. Let's just go with that. Let's just say that that's what it was. <laughs> um, but she does manage to do that now and that she she's blows 90. she everything back in time. She, she Evil Dead 2's everything back in time. Yep. We get an Evil Dead 2 portal. The clock spins off into the void. And Andrea work, wakes up in the house and she's her own age again. And there's a storm outside, and it's the beginning of the fucking movie. <laughs> but it also answers why she was holding that T-square does, yeah. in the beginning of the movie, which also makes me wonder, is this a wheel? Is this just no. going to keep going, though? No, it's not, because she breaks it. She breaks the fucking clock. Oh, yeah. So, basically, what happens is... like so it did only happen yeah. once. Why the clock even give her a chance I to... I don't know. I mean, maybe the clock didn't have a choice. Because maybe this thing happened in such a way that it, it things spiraled out of its control. But also... Like, ah, oh, she exploded me. My only weakness. <laughs> giant, giant flaming explosion. How would she my know own. that the explosion was my reset button? Uh, <clears throat> that's a good question. I don't know what really they thought. But either way, she does. She's like... Like after he reveals the clock this this second time, mm-hmm. uh, she's like, "Fuck this thing!" and grabs the decorative T square and just starts <laughs> smashing the fuck out of this clock. And the whole family is just like, "What is up with this crazy bitch?" And uh, and she's like, "He's like, what the fuck was that about?" And she's like, "It's about time. That's what." <laughs> Slam dunk. <laughs> Fuck you guys. She gives the double bird. She jumps out the window backwards. <laughs> but for real though, like, that's, that's what she says. It was about time. It was like, and you're the only one that knows what happened. I guess does Rusty? Because he looks out the window and he sees his lady friend it's and he's like, pure, pure evil. evil. Now that's probably just a lyric from a Skull Crusher song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's the only one that listens to his <laughs> Skull Crusher fanboyisms. She's, she's also a, a huge... No. She's the fucking guitar player for Skull Crusher. No. Didn't you know that? <laughs> she's Skull Crusher's mom. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just cracked me up with this ending. So so no, nothing that we saw actually happened. Um, nobody got any nope. real character arcs except her. Nope. Uh, and then she looks like the baddie, man. Like... At the yeah. end of the movie, she's just like, she saved everybody, but like, she looks like a freak now. 
Yeah, to to this like dad, dumb family that nobody dad, gives a shit about. Well, they care about them. <laughs> dad brought home this nice clock, and she's just gonna remember it as this person that like smashed up the nice antique that he brought home for no reason. Yeah, and then said some weird ass one liner. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that, that is absolutely true. But I mean, it is obviously a small price to pay to not get goop leg, I think. Um, and also I, again, this is probably just me being the, uh, the person who's seen 10 trillion horror movies that does not make me feel better about that clock. That it smashed? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Does that make you go, well, this is over. You know, as a horror movie fan, you're like, well, it's going to fucking Terminator 2 itself back together. It's an <laughs> evil clock that possessed a whole house. You yep. know, it can control diaper trucks from blocks away. Oh, again, maybe that was just her way of getting out of things, too. She's also, like, it, oh, it. Like, it oh, shit, they're going to hate me. Like, I don't need to take care of this guy anymore. He hates me because I broke his stupid clock. I'm That's go, true. I want to go back and bang Lenny, who's not hung anymore. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Probably wasn't hung in the first place. Oh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> Nobody um, wearing doofy shoes like that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing fucking Lenny shoes. Oh my god, those are good. I like those. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even put that together. I just thought nice. of the scene where he's like, "Nice shoes, Lenny." He's oh, like, "Just like him." God, Lenny. Mm. Oh I man, grow a beard now. Can't get what, a doctorate. What a great fucking movie, man! Yeah, it is a great movie. What a great movie! I love it I, as, as much as the little faults that we nitpicked. Oh, about, uh, I mean, it's so fun. Yeah, and it's so unique. It's so I love supernatural horror movies like this that kind of have that Nightmare on Elm Street weird yeah. kills, weird vibe. I had no idea that that's what this was. Okay, it's like it never. I, I never knew that it was anything other than just another Amityville movie. Yep, and it's it's been a few years since I've seen it too. It's one of those things where I remember this movie being. Super neat, you know, and really fun. So it was a uh, really fun to revisit it. Yeah. Now it's like, yep, your memory wasn't wrong. This no, is a not lot at of all. fun and awesome. This was a great movie. Yep. And it it's it's so well done and it's so fun. And again, it's one of those movies that when you see what we actually nitpicked about it, it's like we nitpicked things that are so tiny because oh, yeah. the, the plot is so good. Like yep. it is it's so well written. I I'm blown away, man. Now, I just need to write Tony Randell and say I'm with a magazine. Yes. And uh, find out what the deal is with those toilets. Or uh, I know, I want to say Vinegar Syndrome released this too. I wonder if there's a commentary that. Oh, that'd be cool. That's got to get brought up. Yeah. And it's so funny too because I didn't notice it the first time. I watched it twice for the podcast. It wasn't until the second. It wasn't weird. I noticed noticed the toilet the first time and I was like, okay, whatever. It wasn't until the second time where I was like, oh shit, there's toilets going all the way up the street. (laughs) That's so weird. Oh my god, I love it! It's not. It, it, it was almost like you know when it's lawn season, like lawn waste season, and there's like yard yeah. bags filled with leaves everywhere. It's, it's like it's toilet it's season toilet in this season. movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, everybody, get your toilets out for this on the seventeenth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what an insane thing! Wow, that's so crazy. Uh, yeah. Well, I recommend that everybody watch this movie. Oh, definitely. So good. It's about time you check this out. Listen to Skull Crusher, everybody. Good night. Peace. <laughs>